Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, where, yes, I am here as your realities are. That's right, yesterday. In fact, I want to talk about this briefly. This morning, I have some other things to get to as well, but welcome to the program. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, thought, thoughts, opinions, feedback, adoration, and praise. Also, accepted, download the podcast for free, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you enjoy your podcast. I encourage you to do that, um, and you can get content that you missed totally free folks so good to be here welcome to the program i want to pick up where we touched on yesterday which is um this realities are stuff which is a real thing <laughs> apparently people are really thinking this new york times piece by kevin roos how the biden administration can help solve our reality crisis these steps experts say that's right my one of my favorite groups of people are the experts. No one really knows who they are. They're self-identified many times. People saying, yes, I am the expert. I can speak on this matter. What qualifies you to be an expert? Well, I've been trained and prepared by the most credentialed liberals and lovers of big government around, socialists and communists, so that makes me an expert. Not me. This is what they would say. Um, But anyway, the subheading here, these steps, experts say, could prod more people to abandon the scourge of hoaxes and lies. You want to tell – let me tell you some hoaxes and lies. Number one, number one, socialism is good. There's a hoax and a lie. Where's Twitter on that? Jack, you going to get on that and make sure that that your uh, audience at Twitter knows? They know that – Literally 100 million people were killed, plus were killed by their governments that had socialist uh, foundations, communist foundations. Of course, socialism is inherently part of communism. I'm not saying they're identical, but they are certainly left unchecked. One leads to the other. I don't think that that's debatable in in a real sense. I know that they're not the same um, I'm, I'm not saying they are the same, but if there's not, if you don't actively confine it or keep it from growing, it turns into communism. That's what it does. Governments, governments grow. That's why our founders wrote a constitution to keep the government in its proverbial lane, so to speak. Hoaxes and lies. We're fed hoaxes and lies by the media each and every day. For example. The lie that the only way that you can show that you care about people that are working for a living is to raise the minimum wage, that minimum wage increases will be good for the economy. That's a lie. That's not, a, that's not good. People making more money is good, but artificially propping that up 
and making it something because someone decides that it is good um, is not is not the way to do it. That is a lie. That is a hoax, if you will. It's a hoax that people want to believe, and it gets people. Uh, it makes people feel good. But that's not the way to increase wages. In fact, when you look at the number of people that earn more than minimum wage, I, we've been told that businesses only pay people. Businesses only pay people what, uh, as little as they have to. Now, I guess depending upon your vantage point, you could say uh, that is that is true. I mean, I guess if if what you mean is they don't just pay people whatever they feel like in a positive sense. Hey, I really like this person. Let's give them two hundred grand a year. That's not how it works. That's not how economics work. It turns out that everything has to. Uh, there has to at the bottom line has to make sense. It can't just be whatever we want it to be, and arbitrarily and artificially propping it up is not reality. It is a hoax. It is a lie. Government is not your savior. Government cannot solve your problems. You must address and solve your your problems. You might be able to find people around you. There's people out there willing to help you. Certainly. Certainly, absolutely. Groups and organizations, sometimes you have to pay them money. Sometimes they do things like you know, maybe a church provides help for free. But there are people willing to help you. But the government can't cure or solve your problems. Not the way that this works. And if fifteen dollars is good, you've heard the old, uh, the old argument. Why not twenty? Well, there's some in Congress now that say twenty is what it should be. I think Ayanna Presley, the the squad, I think is on board with that. Twenty dollars per hour minimum wage. That is, uh, that's what's to be expected. And on and on. Why not twenty five? Why not thirty? Why not a hundred? Well, Todd, at some point you're being ridiculous. Oh, so there is a point. There is a point at which it just simply doesn't work. Even the People who are proponents of the minimum wage have to acknowledge that. Otherwise, why wouldn't it be 1501, 1502, 16, 25, and on and on this goes. But anyway, I want to get to this because the New York Times and the experts that they've interviewed think that in order to combat all of the misinformation, they don't think about looking at their own newsroom. Of course, why would they? Because they're, um, they, they have a political agenda that they want to see accomplished. They don't think about giving you information as much as getting you to think what they want you to think. But they don't consider simply just doing their job. Instead, they think of how do we get people how do we get people to not believe things that we don't want them to believe is basically what this comes down to. And so they interview experts, and of course these experts are undoubtedly all all liberal. I want to read a portion of this. I don't want to read this whole stupid thing. Um, I'm going to hit a couple of the high points. And I'll start here at the beginning, and, and the article starts with this. Last month, millions of Americans watched as President Biden took the oath of office in a high-minded, high-minded, high-minded high inaugural address. Did Kevin watch this thing? Kevin, did you watch this thing? Did you listen to the words? Did you write this before the speech was given? Because I could come up with a lot of de- uh, descriptions for this address, and high-minded would, <laughs> would not be one of the, one of those things. Anyway, Kevin writes here, Kevin Roos called, uh, Biden called for a new era of American unity. That's right. Democrats are in charge. We need to unify and get behind the message so that they can implement the policies and procedures that they want to see implemented in this great nation. Kevin continues here, but plenty of other Americans weren't paying attention to Mr. Biden's speech. They were too busy, 
too busy, Kevin says, watching YouTube videos alleging that the inauguration was a pre-recorded hoax that had been filmed on a Hollywood soundstage, or they were melting down in QAnon group chats trying to figure out why former President Donald J. Trump wasn't interrupting Mr. Biden's speech to declare martial law and announce the mass arrest of satanic pedophiles. Or maybe their TVs were turned, uh, tuned to OAN, where an anchor was floating the baseless theory that Mr. Biden wasn't actually elected by the people. Baseless, uh, look, I mean, have to ex- exercise extreme caution here when talking about this. But the idea, the idea that this is, that election fraud charges were, are baseless is, that is a baseless charge. There absolutely is plenty of evidence to suggest that voter fraud existed in 2020. Some things that happened that should absolutely positively never, ever, ever happen again. That never should have happened. That never should have happened. You're not allowed to say that, and no one's allowed to say that on OAN or any other network, any other news outlet as well. Hoaxes, lies, he continues, and collective delusions aren't new. These people live in a delusion. Anyway, but the extent to which millions of Americans have have embraced them may be. 30% of Republicans have a favorable view of QAnon, according to a recent YouGov poll. According to other polls, more than 70% of Republicans believe Mr. Trump legitimately won the election, and 40% of Americans, including plenty of Democrats, believe the baseless theory that COVID-19 was manufactured in a Chinese lab. Again, baseless is not the right word to say here disputed okay but baseless i mean this these allegations were made very early on in fact the allegations that it was manufactured in a chinese lab other people are starting to say that again i'm not making the claim but to say that it's it's completely baseless it may be could be wrong but to say baseless is not the proper use of uh, of that word anyway He continues, the muddled, chaotic information ecosystem that produces these misguided beliefs doesn't just jeopardize some lofty ideal of national unity. It actively exasperates our biggest national problems and creates more uh, more work for those trying to solve (laughs) more work for those trying to solve them. If you believe things that The New York Times doesn't want you to believe, you're making life hard on Joe Biden. You're making life difficult for Kamala Harris. You're being too hard on Chuck Schumer. You're making things too challenging for Nancy Pelosi. That's what this is saying. It's total, <laughs> it, it is preposterous and beyond my... Look, I know these folks. I understand what they think. I, I get where they're coming from. I know what they're trying to do. But this is totally laughable to me. Absolutely, totally laughable. After four years of pushing... You talk about a hoax. What about Trump-Russian collusion? The New York Times pushed this nonsense even even when we knew it was not accurate, even remotely close to true. Even when we knew that they based this uh, – the, the Russian dossier was used as the foundation for getting a warrant from the court, a FISA court, where, the, yes, they were given permission to spy on the Trump administration. FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, surveillance – and spying are used in a synonymous way. This is not complicated. The question wasn't whether or not they spied on the Trump administration. The question, well, not the administration, well, the Trump campaign, let's say that. Um, the question is whether or not it was done legally. 
that was the question. And then we had we had all this stuff that, that flowed from this, which involved impeachment number one, which really led us to so much hatred um, to where we have impeachment number number two as well. Now, you could say it's different, but these things are all all related. We we started I mean, this second impeachment process in the House, I mean, they just basically got together and said, look, we're going to cast a vote to impeach Trump. All in favor, say aye. All opposed, you are now treasonous. That's basically what they did. And so, and so this is where we find ourselves here in the early, uh, early period of Biden's, uh, the Biden administration, as much as it pains me to say that. So he concludes here by saying this, this particular paragraph, and when we get back from the break, I want to talk about some of their suggested next steps on how they can basically uh, get the rest of the Republicans and the dopes in America, the idiots, to see the beauty of what Biden's trying to accomplish, the genius of it, how profoundly important it is to suddenly unite as Americans. I mean, we actually had a hashtag in the past, probably probably spread in part maybe by the New York Times for all I know. The hashtag was the you know resistance, the part of the resistance. The resistance was the group of po- folks that opposed President Trump. That was considered patri- <laughs> patriotic by the, by the left, the radical left, by the media. That was necessary to stop Trump from being a dictator and from taking over our nation as though he was Adolf Hitler. That is what we were told. That was the narrative. That is the flavor. And now, now they want the other side to just simply say, you know what? You're right. It's time to unify because you're in power. And in case you do not want in case you do not know what it means to unify for the left, look no further than their intention, even though Joe Manchin threw a wrench in the gears here, their intention to use budget reconciliation to pass this COVID relief package. They they talk about bipartisanship, they talk about working together, but then they come out and they say, hey, you know, we want we want to have something done here. We want bipartisan re- support, but but if you don't join us, um, no one's stopping you from uh, you know no one's stopping you from joining us and actually casting the vote for bipartisanship. But this is what we're going to pass. <clears throat> this is the bill. Ten Republican senators take him uh, take Biden a bill that has less spending. He listens to that conversation. Maybe for all we know, chasing his dog during the meeting. I don't know with what Biden's doing in these meetings. But anyway, they, they have these meetings. It's, for, it's a fluff meeting. There's nothing there. As soon as they walk out, they say, okay, this is what we're going to do. If, if you want to be bipartisan, vote with us. Otherwise, we're passing it anyway because we're going to ram this thing through with budget reconciliation. If that doesn't prove to the average person what bipartisanship and unity means to the radical left, they need to wipe the... Uh, the crust out of their eyes and take a new look because this is uh, exactly what they mean. And so now for those of those of us who question the left, question the media, question the narrative, question the intentions, all this sort of stuff that we question, we're skeptical about as it pertains to our, our government, especially the, the modern Democrat Party, we need to be dealt with. And that's what this article is about. And that's why you also hear talk of, you know, uh, reprogramming, reprogramming people like me and you so that we believe the right things. But they really think that this is, that's really, really important. 
It's a national security threat. How to unite a country in which millions of people, he writes, have chosen to create their own version of reality. These, these fo- the last thing the New York Times is qualified to tell us about is reality. The very last thing on that list is reality. Anyway, doesn't stop them, and it doesn't stop people from believing it. I got to take a timeout. Come back here, pick up, talk more about this, and get into a few other things I want to get to today. But time is telling me it's time to take a break, so sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I should mention that this show, radio show slash podcast, is brought to you in part by our good friends at Greg Hubler Chevy. Greg Hubler Chevy located in Canby, convenient drive from Indianapolis, just down State Road 67, Kentucky Avenue, the southwest side. They are um, – look, folks, they, they've been – um, an advertiser with us for some time. I've gotten to know Greg, have a lot of respect for Greg. Um, heard a lot of folks. I know a lot of folks that have uh, been taken care of by Greg as well. So if you're looking for a new vehicle, I ask that you consider giving Greg and his team a chance, give them an opportunity to earn your business. And I think you will be, um, you'll be satisfied. You'll be pleased with with that giving them that, that opportunity so for more information you can see their website greg hubler chevy.com greg hubler chevy.com or call them 317-831-0770 317-831-0770 be sure to tell them that todd sent you and again greg's uh, greg's a good a good guy take good care of you so let's look here uh pick up where we left off before the break so Basically, the left and the media, they're worried. They're concerned that people like you, people like you and me, we don't believe their narrative. We you know, There's too many conspiracy theories. And look, I'm not – you don't hear us talk about conspiracy theories on this program. Now, everything that the left and the media decries as a conspiracy theory is not necessarily a conspiracy theory. That is not an accurate depiction of reality either. But we're not into this, what they call conspiracy theories, some things that are on the fringe or what have you. But that – look, the government and what the government has done, what the media has done, has been bad enough on its own. We don't even have to venture into the world of conspiracy theory to talk about things that's going to rattle the feathers of the left because – the truth and what they've engaged in and the depravity of the ideology that they are embracing in, in socialism and, uh, and communism in some instances is is bad enough, right? Then again, it's bad enough. So, But they're trying to figure out how do we get people to stop believing stuff contrary to what we want them to believe, basically. So – there's a couple of points that the experts agreed on. <laughs> um, the first one is assess the damage and avoid the quote terrorist trap. This is what this is what the author writes here. The experts agreed that before the Biden administration can tackle disinformation and extremism, it needs to understand the scope of the problem. 
It's really important that we have a holistic understanding of what the spectrum of violent extremism looks like in the United States and then allocate resources accordingly, says William Braniff, a counterterrorism expert and professor at the University of Maryland. Joan Donovan, the researcher, uh, research director of Harvard University's Shorenstein Center on Media Politics and Public Policy, suggested that the Biden administration could set up a truth commission. That is right, a truth commission. Uh, similar to the 9-11 Commission to investigate the planning and execution of the Capitol siege on January 6th. This effort, she said, would not or would ideally be led by people with deep knowledge, uh, leftists, by the way, of the many networked factions that coordinated and carried out the riot, including white supremacist groups and far-right militias. These folks, these folks, you talk about the, the the attention the media gives to white supremacist groups and these radical, uh, you know, radical groups, the attention that they give them is so much more than than they could possibly garner garner on their own. Dr. Donovan says this, there must be accountability for these actions. My fear is that we will get distracted as a society and focus too much on giving voice to the fringe groups that came out in droves for Trump. <laughs> what about the fringe groups that came out in droves for the left? What about those? There's, I'm sure there's not any, not a single one that the New York Times can find. They'll probably you know, scour the, earth's, uh, the countryside looking for these groups and will not find a single one. They won't find the radicals in the Black Lives Matter movement. They won't find a group called Antifa. In fact, they'll tell us Antifa is more of an idea. Isn't this what Biden told us? Antifa is an idea more than it is a group. Well, what's the idea? Fighting the, fighting the fascists. They're, they're anti-fascists. They're fighting Trump. Okay. Why does their behavior and tactics look remarkably similar to, similar to actual fascists? President Biden. Is this just something I'm conjuring up in my mind and in my head? This sounds like 1984, by the way. George Orwell, it's almost as though he was alive and looking at some of these things in 2021 prior to writing his book that he entitled 19, 1984. So that's the first thing. they got to get their arms around the scope of this problem. The next thing they have to do, and I have to take a break, and this is the one I've kind of uh, glommed onto here, but a point a realities are. The realities are, according to this article in the New York Times, several experts I spoke with recommended that Biden or that the Biden administration put together a cross-agency task force – that sounds impressive – to tackle disinformation and domestic extremism, which would be led by something like a, rea- a realities are. It sounds a little dystopian, I'll grant, but let's hear them out. A little dystopian. This literally is taken out of the pages of 1984. A realities are. They want to tell you, folks. They want to tell you what reality is. Again, the last thing in the world, the New York Times and our government is qualified to tell any of us about is reality. They they live in a bubble. If you've been in Washington, D.C. for any length of time, you know what I'm talking about. If you see what these jokers believe, if you see the ideology they embrace, these are things that exist only in the classroom. These utopian ideas and, and promises and these grandiose uh, objectives that they set out for us, these are things that do not exist in reality. The last thing that anyone tied to the Biden administration, Washington, D.C., the swamp, Democratic leadership uh, in the modern Democrat Party, 
I would even maintain uh, leadership of of, of uh, Republican Party. Folks that are in D.C. for long periods of time, the last thing in the world they are qualified to tell any of us about is reality. They live in a make-believe world and a ridiculous bubble. That is where they live. And experts have said that it's time to consider this. The author here, the author here <laughs> says that it sounds a little dystopian, a little bit. Again, it's lifted straight from the pages of 1984, George Orwell's novel. A little dystopian. It's an, it is the absolute definition of dystopian, right? The, the opposite. This is, this is a government that turns into something undesirable and bad, the opposite of that perfect utopian society that we're often promised. Uh, either directly or indirectly by those embracing the ideology of the radical left. A little dystopian. I'm going to read one more line from this and then take a time out. Right now, these experts said, the federal government's response to disinformation and domestic extremism is haphazard and spread across multiple agencies, and there's a lot of unnecessary overlap. Renee DeResta, I lied, I'm going to read one more line. A, dis, a disinformation researcher at Stanford's Internet Observatory, just wrapping my head around those words, gave the example of two seemingly unrelated problems, misinformation about COVID-19 and misinformation about election fraud. The same people, she says, are responsible for spreading both types of these lies. I don't know. Maybe we should come after them, um, You know, have them banned from Twitter. Maybe we should have them silenced by the government. What do they want to do? They want to, they want to put these folks in prison? What, they just want to have the realities are, go to the podium, maybe circle back like Jin Saki does to all these things that are happening in society, and he can go through the list or she can go through the list of, of allegations and claims being made by social media uh, personalities or groups, QAnon and so forth, and they can list them one by one and say this is factually false. As decreed uh, the, by the realities are, I hereby declare this a lie. If anyone is caught repeating it, believing it at all, you will face serious consequences. What do they want to have happen here? You know, the truth is a powerful force. You know, the truth is like a shining and guiding light. And light dispels darkness, right? If you just proclaim the truth which these folks are not interested in. I'm going to tell you, they are not interested in proclaiming the truth. They are interested in furthering an ideology, in empowering themselves, in entrenching themselves in government, in growing the government, in building their retirement plans and pathways to wealth through the system of governance. These folks, it's just unbelievable what we've allowed to have happen in our nation's capital. They're not interested in that. They're, inter- they're not interested in, in fighting lies and disinformation. If they would, they would all come out today and tell us that socialism is the biggest fraud and lie that has ever been perpetrated on the American people. It is not this wonderful utopian ideal. It is, in fact, the definition of dystopia. It is the definition of a bad life. But they, this is what they promise us. They promise us if we just give them more power, more money, more authority, more control, that they will take care of our problems, and everything will be, as I like to say, hunky-dory apple pie. Timeout is needed. Along in this segment, Oz did her job. I did not stay on the clock. Got to take a quick timeout, come back. 
I want to shift gears a tad bit here when we get back. It's it, something that I've been thinking about for a while, and I think this kind of leads into this. So a timeout is necessary. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. All right, so those of you that have listened for some time, you know that, uh, and maybe not even, maybe those of you who haven't listened for long at all, you know that I am a conservative and I am uh, I am a Christian. Now, you don't have to be those things to listen to this program. You don't have to be those things um, and for you and I to be friends. In fact, I've been friends with uh, liberal atheists. That's okay. Not a problem. I mean, I do think that the ideas matter. I think suddenly because uh, someone that I'm friends with doesn't believe in God doesn't mean that God ceases to exist, and they are wrong about that. And once that relationship allows for it, I will certainly have a conversation if they want to do that about those things. But that's that's another subject altogether. We're free to believe uh, and live our lives as we choose to do so. So, But I want to say this. And I'm going to have to go into the next segment as well. But So we know that the evangelical community, the Christian community, largely supported and, or, or voted for. I'm careful how I say this. I don't, don't mean that this is a blanket endorsement for everything Donald Trump ever did. That's not the case. In fact, um, Christians have also condemned things that, that Trump has said and done in the past and so forth. But in general, the Christian community— um, was in agreement with the policies direction that President Trump was leading, or you know, uh, his administration was was uh, going in this nation as it pertains to as it pertains to uh, life, as it pertains to freedom of speech, as it pertains to the freedom of religion, as it pertains to allowing people of faith to. Um, you know, to, to move away from this idea that the government has to – I mean the, this is a pervasive idea that the government has to, I guess, give the thumbs up for every person. Okay, that that's acceptable. We'll allow that to happen, for example. Some people really kind of believe that, and that's that's not a good a good thought process to have. That's, that's a dangerous one. We don't need to look to the government to approve uh, what we think and believe. That's not, that's not its purpose. That's not its point. But people do that. But one of the things that I've heard discussed a lot, and I want to talk about it just for a bit, is this concept of praying for. You'll often say, hear people say, "Our leaders." I don't, I don't like that term in this sense. We, you know, we don't. Uh, I mean, you could say our. I guess our political leaders might be a little bit better, but it's really more our representatives, our elected officials. Um, we're not subservient to them they're not our our masters they're not our um, they're not better than us they just have positions that does include authority right lawmakers courts and we absolutely should respect the position and uh, we shouldn't make attacks on the person personal we have to have a little bit of fun I mean we're all human I make fun of of myself on here from time to time as well I mean nothing's off 
off base completely in that regard. But there needs to generally be a respect for and then this concept of praying for people in positions of authority, which we should do. The Bible is clear on that. But what does that really mean? I think I think we have to be careful. And I think sometimes very well-meaning people um, can say, hey, we got to pray for those in power. That's exactly right. But what follows from that and what does that really mean? In fact, I had someone say to me, you know, there's been a lot of prayer for this election, so God must have, you know, wanted Biden to win or whatever. People, you know, have these these sorts of thought processes in their head and so forth. I mean, I have degrees of these things as well. Um, I just want to kind of talk through that for a moment because I think I think it's important and I think some folks confuse those words to say we really can't oppose what this person's trying to do because God allowed him or her to be in power. This is what this person wants. I guess we have to do it. That is not that is not the same thing. And I want to go through that after the break. And we will do that after this quick timeout. If you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Folks, and thanks so much for listening. This program is brought to you in part by our friends at Wallace Construction. Wallace Construction can help pave your driveway, your business's parking lot. They can do concrete work in your community here in central Indiana, your property, your neighborhood, whatever the the case may be, whatever the need may be. You can find out more by visiting them online, Wallace Construction Inc. Inc. WallaceConstructionInc.com or call them 317-422-5356, 317-422-5356. Be sure to tell them Todd sent you. So, okay, um, I want to get back to what we were talking about before the break. This concept, and it's biblical, right, to pray for those placed in positions of authority, our elected officials. We should pray for them, pray for their, their safety, pray for their wisdom pray for the people they surround themselves uh, with pray that they seek uh, that, that they that they pray I know that that's that's uh, blasphemous to some on the radical left but pray that these folks are making good wholesome uh, correct decisions now what that does not mean it does not mean that we're not allowed to speak out it does not mean that suddenly, the ideas and policies that are embraced by the person in the White House suddenly becomes the will of God. I mean, that's not what that means. We have voices. We have a voice, or I guess voices. We have a voice in this election, in the election process. And yes, I know the questions and concerns and all that. I don't want to get into that, uh, time being perhaps the biggest factor at this point. But um you know that there are plenty of examples uh, in in history and biblical history where you know there were good kings and bad kings, right? There were kings that did evil in the eyes of God. There were kings that did that, that pleased God, right? Just like there's individual people, individual businesses, people that you know that go, that do good, and those who uh, have a, an attraction to doing evil and living in darkness and rejecting truth. It doesn't mean that we were if if a policy that's being endorsed by the administration is evil and wicked and 
um, you know, not based in truth, then we have we have an obligation to oppose that, right? It doesn't give someone carte blanche authority to do whatever they want. We are a, a, a nation that's self-governed. That's an important difference too. Uh, we don't have a king. We have a king, at least those of us who are Christians do, and he reigns in heaven. We don't need a king here on earth. That rule has been that that, that rule has been filled already. In fact, I know that many on the left want to be the savior and i tell them with all due respect that role has been been filled and there's nothing you can do to come close to the abilities of the one who has filled it you're nowhere near as qualified or as good and you can't uh, you can't save me any more than the savior already has so there's an, an important there's important differences and distinctions here i think that this sometimes uh, can be confusing uh, maybe to folks or folks can have this I don't know. Well-meaning Christians can have this maybe used against them sometimes, sometimes not even intentionally. When you hear pray for your leader, pray for your um, person in authority, suddenly whatever they say goes. That's not the way that that's intended to be interpreted. And I'm going to tell you things. You know, there's plenty of things that this the, the modern Democrat Party um, is, is clamoring for as it pertains to issues about life. I think as it pertains to issues about freedom and liberty, right? The left wants to take liberty and choice. Uh, They're enemies of this in many instances. And that is not a good thing. God gave us choice. God gave us free will. The government's job is not to micromanage that. We should oppose that. We should stand firmly for that, for choice, for freedom, for liberty. doesn't mean that just because someone's in the White House who wants to control things that suddenly – um, that God's changed his perspective or what's good and acceptable and decent. It just means that the times are, you can still pray for the, the people in the positions of authority without, without following every whim and dictate that they give us or agreeing that it's the right thing to do. So wanted to say that time is not on my side here. I got to take a break, come back and wrap up. Be back here in just a minute. folks that is unfortunately all of the time that we have remaining today for the week but fear not you can always listen to archives of our program toddhuffshow.com slash listen you can also download our podcast which is totally free and i ask that you consider doing on apple podcast on stitcher on iHeartRadio, spotify wherever you listen to podcasts just search the todd huff show and hit that subscribe button again totally for free and you can catch up to, with programs that you missed over the weekend or whatever. But appreciate you uh, listening, tuning in, folks. Truly enjoy this. It's a true blessing, and you help me make that, uh, make that possible for me. So have a great weekend. See you Monday. SDG. Take care.